Hello, hello everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Healthy Christian Project. We have an entirely new setup today, so this is actually very exciting. Uh, as if you're if you're watching the video version of this, we just spent like what fifteen hundred bucks redoing this office um, because no offense. But the office was disgusting beforehand. I'm, I'm going to say it. Um, I could, there was no creativity flowing through my mind when I was sitting in the office. Disgusting might be a bit of a harsh word. It was. But it was, I, let's just say that every time I worked in here, all I could imagine was how different the office could look because I also did not have any creativity flow in the office. It just felt like a place where I was stuck in a rut. And I was almost expecting, like, once I enter this office, I'm not going to be able to do any of my work. Everything was just messy, disorganized. Oh, my God. There was, was a lot of so clutter. messy but... and so cluttered. And also, like, the decorations. Yeah, like, the color was green in here. just not pretty green. So if you're getting to watch the clip of this, you'll get to see an entire – like, I – we put up these bookshelves. We put the artsiest books we could possibly we got find. These chairs, yeah, we got these beautiful chairs, and this marble, marble little table. Yeah, cool, I like it. And we got plants. I don't. You can't tell here, but there's plants all I mean, around. The there's room. the succulent. Which gave life to the room, you know. Anyways, this room is is alive now, and it's fueling our creativity. If you can't hear it in excitement <laughs> in our voices, then this um, podcast is going to sound very different because exactly. of the room. So episode today, goal setting, why it's important and why it's stupid. Uh, That's the goal. That is the goal of the podcast. And that is the topic for today's episode. So let's start off here. We've been both reading a book. It's called Psycho-Cybernetics. It's by Maxwell Maltz. And he's an awesome author, like from from like 80 years ago. Uh, He's passed by now. But he was also a Christian and a, a, a surgeon, a plastic surgeon, and he wrote this book on psychology. So since you're the, the psychologist here, why don't you talk a little bit about what cybernetics is? Okay, I just want to put a disclaimer out there. I'm not actually a psychologist. Shh, I am tell them that. studying to become a psychotherapist, essentially the same kind of profession, but diff- there are some differences. Um, anyway, so cybernetics is a self operating self directing system so if you think about those self-guided missiles where it will essentially take in the information of its location and its target location and redirect itself to make sure it is reaching that location so that is essentially the start of cybernetics and then it got translated into uh, i guess psychology into you know humans kind of operate that way yeah and family units operate that way. So well, why don't any we sort just, of system does. Let's touch upon that for a little bit because like you're saying, like we have this operating system where, you know, kind of like, like the, those missiles, you just kind of have to reach the goal or whatever. So we have a goal and we're trying to reach it, right? That's kind of like what the missiles are. Missiles? How do you say that word? I say missiles. missiles I don't know. Missiles, missiles sounds strange to me. Anyways, um, <laughs> so. So here's the point. Our minds are not stagnant. Uh, we always are kind of like those machines, kind of like missiles working towards a specific goal because we have this instinct in us, just like other animals have instincts as well. Just like our dog has the instinct to paw at the door to come inside and then to, to sit on our laps. Just like, and interrupt the podcast. And interrupt the podcast. Just like a, a chipmunk knows to go collect nuts, just like birds know to, to migrate south or whatever it is. Um, we also have an instinct as well. And 
Maxwell Maltz calls it a success instinct. So I'm going to read a short uh, quote from his book. He says, in short, animals have a success instinct. We often overlook the fact that man too has a success instinct, which is much more marvelous and much more complex than that of any animal. Our creator did not shortchange man. No, on the other hand, man was especially blessed in this regard because animals cannot select their goals. Their goals, which are self-preservation or procreation, are preset, so to speak, and their success mechanism is limited in these built-in images, which we call instincts. Man, on the other hand, has something animals don't, creative imagination. Thus, man of all creatures is more than just a creature. He is also a creator. And that's in, in page 20 of Psycho-Cybernetics. If you want to read that, you can literally quote me who is quoting this book. So here's the difference between us and animals. God created us differently. We are literally created in the image of God. That means that we are also, in a way, creators. Our instincts are not just to survive and to reproduce and to, to find food and to hunt and gather or whatever you want to call it. But we've been given so much more. We have the ability to set goals for, them, for ourselves and work towards those goals. And goals are essential. So like in the business world, there's a saying, you're either moving forward or you're moving backwards. You're never remaining stagnant. I kind of think the same thing when it comes to goals. Um, the only way to move forward is to have a goal that you're working towards, right? If you don't have a goal, if you're not working towards something, you're not moving. Even if you're moving, you're not moving towards anything. So you're kind of like staying in the same place. And so the clearer your goal is, the clearer your vision is, the more likely you are to reach that. Because having a clear goal means that you know specifically what you're working towards and where you're going. Like think of it like in the gym, um, in fitness, having the goal, I just want to be healthier. Okay, that's a little bit vague. Like you kind of know where you're going, but it's a vague goal. Uh, like what does healthy mean? Do you mean you want to lose weight? Do you mean you want to increase your cardiovascular system, uh, your endurance? Do you mean you want to lower your cholesterol levels? Like what do you really mean? Because once you get more specific, you can actually start doing things to target that goal, right? Um, and that's why we have to get so specific because you need a destination in order to know where you're going. A destination is an important part of a journey. Otherwise, you're, you're moving for the sake of moving with no particular place to go. That's very true. And it's also important to set positive goals because otherwise, other than just not having any goals at all and, you know, you just stay stagnant. In the book, he talks about how a lot of us can fall into the trap of setting negative goals without realizing it. Like, don't do this, don't do this. And just constantly focusing like, oh, like, you know, I really hope I don't mess up, you know, when I play this piece on the piano, like really hope mm -hmm. I don't do this thing. But once you keep focusing on what you don't want to do, all your energy and attention has looked at that as the goal. Exactly. <laughs> and then you will, as he describes it, automatically, accidentally take the steps to reach to that goal. So you also have to be careful not to just, you know, set negative goals, but to actually try intentionally to set positive ones. Well, you know, while, while we're here, 
uh, I would be amiss if I didn't talk about SMART goals. Um, and as a trainer, this is actually involved. Like this is a heavy process of your training certificate is setting SMART goals with clients. So what is a SMART goal? Well, it is a specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, time-sensitive goal. Again, if it's just a general goal, you're not going to really know what you're going to. You're not going to really have a plan. Once you get specific with that goal, you you already have a clearer vision. Like you want to lose weight? That's awesome. How much weight do you want to lose? 20 pounds? Okay, great. Now we have something to work towards. Uh, measurable. 20 pounds is, is a measurable quantity, you know? Even if it's it's a subjective amount, like I want to feel like a 7 out of 10 instead of a 2 out of 10, that's still measurable. It's attainable. You know, it's not something that's completely unattainable, like I want to be able to fly. It's realistic. Like it's something that you can physically do and it's time sensitive. You want to be able to do this in, let's say, three months, four months, five months. That 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 is time sensitive. So smart goals. Set them smart. Don't worry about them ever again. Um, but I want to go back to what you were just talking about because our brains do have these instincts to work towards the imaginated, uh, the, what we imagine for ourselves. Um, but the problem is when we begin to set goals that unintentionally lead us down a road we don't want to. To give a practical example, when I was in grade 10, I was, uh, I made many mistakes sins, whatever you want to call them. Like I, I, I sucked as a grade 10. Um, I would steal, I would lie, I would hurt others, I would lust. And as I grew older, I felt more and more guilty for these things, especially as I came to know Christ more. Um, but the guilt would cause me to replay everything that I did in vivid detail in my head. And guess what happened? Exactly. I couldn't escape it. The more I replayed and imagined these situations, the more I would partake in the same thing um, and feeling more guilty and then replaying these new moments again and then doing more of them. And I couldn't figure out why this kept on happening. I didn't want to, but I kept on replaying the moments and then I'd do it again. And finally, I was able to break out of this never-ending feedback loop just by becoming aware of what's happening. Like I keep focusing on on these past mistakes that I'm doing. Obviously, if I keep focusing and keep imagining myself doing them, that becomes the goal in my head. And luckily God was able to broke break me out of that. Exactly. And especially if, you know, you're replaying these scenarios in your head, what you just did, all these things, and you also start identifying yourself like with those things. Mm-hmm. Like, like instead of saying, uh, I stole something, you're saying I am a thief. Exactly. Instead of saying I looked, I don't, I don't know if you want to use this kind of language, but I looked at a woman with lust. You're saying like, I am like a monster. <laughs> it's like you know i'm a liar i'm a thief i am all these things um instead of saying i did this you know (laughs) i'm a luster (laughs) yeah that's just a word word. don't quote me don't quote me on that but anyways but um yeah that's very true you know actually this might be a little bit off topic (laughs) But I was reading in the book today um, about how a lot of the time 
you know, we try, we feel like we can't get out of maybe like that kind of situation, like that kind of, you know, example, like an alcoholic, um, they might struggle, you know, to quit drinking alcohol because what they're thinking of, it's like, oh my gosh, for the rest of my life, I can never drink alcohol again. So they're kind of trying to achieve never drinking alcohol again in the re- for the rest of their life right now mentally. Yeah. And it's very overwhelming. Yeah, because you're trying to – it's kind of like what we talked about before with the procrastination. When you're trying to imagine everything that you ever have to do ever. Like when you're hopping into a fitness routine, you're like, oh my gosh, I have to work out every single day for the rest of my life. Yeah, no, no. exactly. Check out today. And in the book, it was Check saying <laughs> – In the book, exactly. It was saying that, you know what, just wake up. And just say, today, I'm not going to drink alcohol. Mm -hmm. Today, I am not going to steal. Today, I am not going to stay on my phone all day. Like, it's just just today. It's just today. Take it one day at a time. You don't have to think about, like, I have to do this for the rest of my life. I'm never allowed to do this again. Because that is very overwhelming. And we basically feel defeated at that point. And we just want to give up. So you have to take it one day at a time and just don't be worried about what's going to happen tomorrow because enough are the anxieties for one Literally, day exactly exactly what <laughs> as jesus, jesus said. said so today to, to go back into what you're saying my goals are completely different um and it's because what i'm visualizing is different i don't want to sit there and visualize my past sins and what i did in the past and replay the guilt and replay the shame and, and replay all those images i don't want like why would anyone want to do that um, but I visualize something completely different. Instead, I visualize the person I want to become. I visualize a godly man. I visualize a loving husband. I visualize a successful leader um, who's built up this business and is helping thousands and thousands of people. I visualize a shepherd of those who are coming to him and seeking help with their health. I even visualize my own health and fitness goals in detail. Like being able to do a handstand push-up is something I've been wanting to do for quite some time or a muscle-up. Um, if, if you don't know what those are, don't worry about it. But I have my own health and fitness goals as well. And I set those and I visualize them because I want to know what I'm working towards and I want to reach what I'm working towards. Um, and, and setting those goals is an extremely important part of the process of moving towards the person I want to become. And yet, this is where we talk about how stupid goals are. Um, and not, I don't want to say stupid. I want to say futile. Like it's, it's, it's futility if you focus too much on them. So in Ecclesiastes 1, I'm reading verse 3 and verse 8. Solomon says, What do people gain from all their labor, labors at which they toil under the sun? All things are wearisome, more than one can say. The eye never has enough of seeing, and the ear never has enough of hearing. And so after talking about goals, let's give a firm warning. Reaching your goals will never bring you true satisfaction. There's a bit of uh, irony in this episode, (laughs) or just in goals in general. Well, it's that balance. We're understanding the balance of life. Uh, yeah, yeah goals, is, goals are fantastic, fantastic to have, fantastic to work towards, fantastic to fulfill. But you're never going to find true satisfaction in life by reaching a goal. Whether that goal is having more money, whether that goal is physical, uh, whether that goal is even creative, like 
making your first song or, or finishing an art piece or or even if that goal's relationship like blooming in your marriage or your relationship with your kids as amazing and beautiful as those things are they'll never fulfill you think about it how often have you reached a goal in your life and you're still this happy is it. Yeah. yeah and you're like this is it that's <laughs> all you're you still, you're still, that's it you know like yeah. you very quickly the pleasure is fleeting and your brain starts thinking about what's next the next goal exactly. to reach. yeah that makes sense and that's because goals and reaching those goals were never meant to give you an enduring satisfaction um, they're not meant to give meaning or fulfillment to our lives in fact in ecclesiastes for the rest of the book, the entire book, Solomon wrestles with the meaninglessness of, meaninglessness of his life and his quest for wisdom as someone who set the goal of acquiring as much wisdom as he possibly could and wealth as he possibly could. He looked back at it with grief. He looked back and said, the eye never has enough seeing, the ear never has enough hearing. In this, in this world, when you're looking for true satisfaction, it does not come from achieving anything at all. It comes from God. So let's elaborate on that a little bit. Setting goals is great, just like we mentioned. And it's essential that you're moving towards something and not moving backwards away from that thing or, move, or regressing into someone worse, right? It's imperative to become a better version of yourself and work towards something that you actually want. But again, whether you reach exactly whether you reach your your dream physique and get that six pack, whether you uh, lose your pre your baby weight and you're back to your pre baby weight, whether you've made a hundred million dollars in revenue, whatever that goal is, again, it's never going to you're never going to be fully satisfied. You see, goals are not what our lives are centered on. Our focus is not so limited that can, it, it can only look at our destination, right? There's a, there's a saying, it's a little bit off topic, but when you're running the race that's set before you, it's not even a saying, it's from the Bible. When you're running the race that's set before you, keep your eyes on Jesus. Don't look around. Don't look to the side. Don't look behind you. Just look on Jesus. Um, so, I, don't I guess the saying is like keep your eyes on the prize <laughs> oh jesus is the prize exactly um but when you set a goal for yourself you begin to instill a certain desire within you okay and desire in itself is not a bad thing god has created us so that we have certain desires the desire to be loved and to love the desire to experience joy and to experience peace um, like all in fulfillment, all these things are beautiful desires that God has created us with, right? But desire is unlimited. It's absolutely infinite. And desire for the things of this world, material things, can choke the word. Jesus said that in Mark 4, verse 19. He said, The worries of this life, the deceitfulness of wealth, and the desires for other things come in and choke the word, making it unfruitful. But if that doesn't show you how we're created in God's image, the fact that out of all creatures, humans, we're the ones that have that eternal design, desire, that unlimited desire, 
like that can can't be fulfilled by limited things like any like everything in this world is limited like every material thing everything here is limited so the fact that we have an unlimited desire and the only things that we can see here are limited shows that there there's something more and clearly that's god because he's the only unlimited being he's the only thing that's unlimited precisely precisely (laughs) you just talked about what i wanted to say um because like everything here is limited by space and time and i don't know if you can think about like i don't know whatever you want but space and time you know getting the new laptop the new m2 macbook air pro xl xr with 3.2 3.2 liters of whatever it is. I don't know, man. But getting that won't fulfill you. Uh, even experiences won't fulfill you. Going to to the most beautiful place, going to Switzerland and seeing the mountains and the and the waterfalls. Skydiving. Skydiving. All the experiences in the world won't fulfill you because they don't last. It's It's a moment and it's gone. Just like that. You can look back at the memory. That won't fulfill you either. There's Even enough. if you live right across from the mountain and you get to stare at it for the, your whole life. That won't fulfill you. That won't fulfill you. Exactly. A mountain won't fulfill you. Here's, here's the problem. The problem is that we're consumers. We're all consumers. And consumers love to do one thing. Consume. We consume content. We consume good food. We can t- consume entertainment. We consume material possessions. We consume experiences. We consume as much as we possibly can, knowledge and even wisdom, as much as we possibly can. But the con- like the consumer's mindset is, uh, okay, it is what it is. Now, add on the fact that God has placed, as Solomon says in Ecclesiastes, eternity into our hearts. That's Ecclesiastes 3.11. God has placed eternity into our hearts, but not so much that we can ever understand it. Meaning there's a problem. When you have this eternity, this eternal longing for something and more, but you also have add-on a consumer mindset, you are trying to seek fulfillment in a world that is limited. You are trying to, to seek eternal desire to feel fulfilled by a world that's limited by space and time. Yeah, because every event is limited. Every desire is unlimited. No matter how much luxury you have, no matter how many possessions you have, no matter how many Lamborghinis you have, no matter how big your house is, no matter anything, you'll never reach true, eternal longing fulfilled. That's why you see all those like millionaires, billionaires. They keep trying to get more money. Why do they need more money? Yeah. It's not like Jeff Bezos top one percent keep toiling and toiling for more. They don't need bigger houses. They don't need bigger cars. Like past what was it like 70000 $70, dollars a year? A year, your quality of life doesn't improve past that. So why do we keep trying? to get more money why do we keep trying because it's never enough Mm -hmm. like more health and bigger muscles and less fat there's a there's a guy named brian johnson and if he's watching this podcast that's kind of funny but most likely he is not um he's 45 years old and he spends millions and millions and millions of dollars a year 
trying to make himself younger, trying to gain back his youth. His goal is to age backwards, to make himself younger. And he spends millions of dollars on it every year. Do you think he's ever going to reach it? Even if he does, do you think that'll that'll fulfill him? No, because then won't he eventually still age? Like I'm kind of confused as to how this is supposed to work. But don't think that it's just him. Don't think that it's just the the world's millionaires and billionaires who are chasing after all this wealth and chasing after an, un, an unlimited desire. It's not just them. Why do we Why do we chase an unlimited life? Why do we try to, you know, figure out? like you know the what is it called like the fountain of youth you know that kind of anti-aging we want to stay young forever right we don't want to die we want to figure out escape death why because we we crave that unlimited uh, life we crave eternity why do we have eternity in our hearts if god didn't put it there if there isn't an eternity how could we come up with something like that yeah, if, if it never existed? Some apologetics here. If eternity doesn't exist, how can we long for it? How can we conceive of it? Conceive <laughs> like, of it, yeah. In a world that is limited and is not eternal. Anyways. Um, yeah, that's a whole other <laughs> philosophical so, thing. Again, no goal has ever brought true satisfaction true joy true fulfillment or peace because our desires are unlimited as you mentioned and unlimited desires can only be fulfilled by an unlimited god setting goals is good it's really good it's awesome it doesn't suck i I lied uh it's a great thing in and of itself and it's important to continue moving towards something and not backwards but never let your goals become an idol in your life where you inflate them above God because reaching those goals will never truly satisfy you. Only God satisfies and better yet, only God gives us the ability to enjoy the pleasures of this life. And that's what Solomon says in Ecclesiastes five. He says, this is what I have observed to be good, that it is appropriate for a person to eat drink, and find satisfaction in their toilsome labor under the sun during the few days of life that God has given them, for that is their lot. Moreover, when God gives someone wealth and possessions and the ability to enjoy them, to accept their lot and be happy in their toil, this is a gift from God. They rarely reflect on the days of their life because God keeps them occupied with their gladness of heart. Exactly. You know, you hear a lot of people, even ourselves saying, I will be happy when I finish school. I'll be happy when I get this job. I'll be happy when I have that six pack. I'll be happy when I retire. You know, it's just constantly, constantly like you keep thinking that you're going to be happy happy when you get out of the situation you're in. But this is all the time. You have to learn also how to be happy in the situation that you're in while you're working, in your toil, in everything that you're doing. You have to find satisfaction in that. But only God can give you that satisfaction. So you can only get it from God. Exactly. You can't get it from yourself. Exactly. Because no matter what, you're going to keep thinking like, I'll be happy. When? When? (laughs) I'll be happy when. So only God can 
can fill the desire in, in your heart and give you the ability to enjoy the material and physical possessions of this world as well. But it's also important to know that when you're coming to God, especially if you're a new Christian or even a seasoned Christian, God is not a vending machine. God is not a click this and get all the desires you want. There's no prosperity gospel. God does not promise riches uh, on this earth. God does not promise comfort and easy times and health and wealth and, and all that your heart can desire. He does promise to fill your desire if that desire is truly for fulfillment. But it doesn't come from this world. It comes from him. And so God is not a vending machine. We don't come to him because we want something. We come to him because we need to be saved. Because we're sinners who are in desperate need of a savior. We're, we're sick in desperate need of a doctor. We're dead and we need life. And that's only found in him. We're hopeless and he is our hope and our joy. Right? So goals, great. Love goals. Love all of them. Uh, not all of them, but like keep, keep setting goals for yourself. That's, that's great. Um, and keep moving towards something. But don't idolize your goals. And don't think that reaching your goals will ever, ever bring you true satisfaction. Unfortunately, dropping the 20 pounds won't bring you true satisfaction. Unfortunately, making a million dollars a year won't bring you true satisfaction. You'll always want more. Only God brings true satisfaction. And he can bring you true satisfaction whether you reached your goal or not. That's very true. It really is like, it's so crazy to like really think about it. How we always think, especially in our society today that is a very kind of hustle culture, <laughs> if I want to use those words. Hey, actually, in Ecclesiastes, uh, <laughs> Solomon says there is a time to rest and a time to hustle. <laughs> yeah, he said those words exactly. exactly. Word for word, it's the NIV translation. I'm just joking, guys, if anyone believes it's me. It's the Ely translation. <laughs> but we just, it's crazy how, like, our priorities. Can I tell them where that came from? So basically every night, obviously, before we sleep, we read the Bible uh, and pray. And sometimes Nicole like, <laughs> dozes off or, or, or dreams or whatever in the middle of it. And so I test her by reading the Bible and changing up a couple of words here and there. And so I was reading that passage in Ecclesiastes. Uh, for all things, there's a season, a, a, a time to live, a time to die, a time to plant, and a time to uproot what is planted. Are and you then, making this up too? No, I think that's true. <laughs> and then I, I changed some words here and there. A time to hustle and a time to rest. A time to beat up and a time to not be beaten up. You know, and, and I, I test her to see if she's listening. And she slept right through that's it. That's not true. Yeah. And then at <laughs> the end, you were like, did, you, did he really say hustle? And I'm like, no, he didn't really say hustle. <laughs> That's true. One time, this is for any of the Doctor Who fans. Um, I don't what passage you were reading, but you changed the word to the Santaran Empire. <laughs> I think I missed it. You're like, did you hear that? <laughs> yeah, it's it's how I test if she's listening or not. I change some words in the Bible and then see if she listens to catch on because I make them very obvious, like. When would Solomon use the word hustle? 
when would the bible maybe it was a hustle culture back then anyways what were you saying continue with your thoughts sorry for cutting you off it's okay um no i was just saying how like our priorities and our culture like we really already like everything is backwards you know like in regards to marriage family like everything how is it that uh you first thing you do with a girl or a guy or any relationship like if you're watching a tv show you, and it's you just sleep with them and then you move in and then you tell them that you love them and then like <laughs> have kids and then you get married what like it's completely backwards like it doesn't make any sense but anyways first you get married before you even talk to them no, i'm kidding yes, first <laughs> have an arranged marriage obviously after the arranged marriage you fly them to another country where you relocate uh you you populate it you start your own nation (laughs) no but it's just everything is very backwards like our top priority is to get as much money as much material possession as we can get but it's never enough like this Mm -hmm. is just going back to our unlimited desire and how no matter how much material possession and it's always like that promise of you know oh once you get to that you know hundred thousand mark once you get to that one hundred thousand mark that's when you've really made it oh but you get to the hundred thousand mark and you're like no no this isn't enough when i get to 500 yeah exactly when you get to that million mark when you get to to that 10 million it just keeps going and you're never going to like who needs that much money like the president of u of t yeah how does he make like six million dollars like a million dollars a year it's like i don't know if it was the president it was like what are they called like yeah it's okay (laughs) anyways yeah set your goals don't idolize your goals it's the same thing money is good don't let it become an idol um like all these things it's the same principle at the end of the day it's god who fulfills it always will be it always has been god is the same god yesterday today and forever amen um, so hey if you're here thanks for listening again if you don't know what i do it's it's a pleasure to meet you first of all um healthy christian project that's the name of this podcast it's also the name of the coaching program that i run it's very customized for you very high level it's all very focused on you um, and i love my clients and i love i love when they they come to me and they tell me what their goals are so if you're if you're a prospect or someone who's interested in coaching, I just want to say your goals are fantastic, but also your goals are futile. <laughs> Figure <laughs> having, it out. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. Having goals is great, but it, like at the end of the day, it won't satisfy you. I just want to make that very clear. I'm not coaching you in order for you to reach satisfaction. I am coaching you for you to to grow healthier physically, mentally, and spiritually. Um, but ultimately, it's that spiritual that you'll find satisfaction it's in god make that abundantly clear here at the end of this episode um i love you all thanks for joining i think this might have been a little bit longer of an episode than normal but oh yeah by the way everything that's coming that we talk about if it's an episode with me and nicole that means that it is coming straight from the book that i am writing um these were literally two chapters maybe even one chapter i don't know if i'm going to combine it yet in the book that i'm writing so if you're listening to any of the ones where it's just us that's where this is coming from it's not coming from the top of my head i wish it was but it's not it's coming from that book yeah everything i'm saying is coming from the top of my head yeah 
We're just so smart. <laughs> so, yeah, we amassed all the knowledge and wisdom in the world. I'm just here to provide commentary, so. Exactly. And basically commentary on his book. Wow, you already have commentary and you haven't even released your book yet. Right? Wow, this is awesome. <laughs> all right, guys. Thanks for listening and catch us next time on another episode of The Healthy Christian Podcast.